Hey everyone, it's Naomi Sneakers and welcome to the firecracker department. Uh, I'm back in the car. I am back in the car slash studio and um, it feels great. It feels right. My dog is sleeping next to me because we'll go for a walk after this. But um, you know, there's something just so right about sitting in your car talking to yourself. It just feels right. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that has been um, writing in to firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com with your thoughts and your ideas. And, and oh my gosh, I have to tell you, when anybody writes to me, I'm trying to write everybody back, by the way. I will try my hardest to um, return any emails and tweets that come my way. But when anybody writes to me and says, oh, you know, I was listening to... Oh, Jen Whalen from Baroness Von Sketch Show, and she really inspired me. Or I caught um, Zoe Palmer from Dark Matter, and boy, what she said was hit really hit home, and all that stuff. Gosh, it makes me so happy. And uh, you know, we have such an amazing team that's putting this podcast together. But it really helps to hear that um, you know people are listening. And well, gosh, you want people to listen for goodness' sakes. It's a podcast. If no one's listening, what's the point? But it really helps to know that uh, it's affecting you because we feel like it's a great thing to do. And I think you do too. So thanks. Big shout out. Gosh, well, we released um, Natasha Negavanlis's episode. She has an incredible following. She has some great supporters. And um, we now have some people listening from all over the world. Like big shout out to Germany and to Malaysia and Australia. All those folks. Thank you so much for... Um, tweeting and listening and telling me that you like what you're hearing makes a huge difference. So thank you. Now, I know some people were writing in saying, where where's the weekly podcast? And here's what's going on. We're going to do it every other week because we feel like there's, um, you know, some lead up time. And also we want to dedicate more time to each guest. So, uh, Unless something happens in between where we have to give you like an extra special little episode, we're going to do it every other week. This week, boy, am I excited. We've got Astrid Van Weeren from Come From Away, which is this amazing musical. If you haven't heard the music or seen the show, A, go to New York. Go. Immediately go to New York and get yourself on the wait list because it's sold out. It sells out almost every night. Um, or go online and watch clips because it's such a beautiful musical. Um, we talk about it through this episode, so I'm not going to tell you too much else, but do go catch some of the tunes. It's, um, it's amazing. We also have one of the creators, Irene Sankoff coming up in a future episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, now I went to New York and, um, I knew I was going and I thought I'm going to see if I can chat with Astrid and Irene while I'm there. And because they're fantastic people, they both said yes. So I had this great adventure when I went through. <laughs> I, get, I get so lost when I go to cities. And it doesn't bother me unless I'm traveling with other people that I feel responsible for. But when I'm by myself, I kind of love it. When I give myself like scads of time. Do you, do you get lost in new cities? Like it's harder now because there's, there's like we all have GPS units in our hand at all times. And even like... On the subway um, in New York, they have Wi-Fi. But I still got on the wrong subway, and ugh, it got messy. But who cares? Because then I got off at a subway, had this great chat with somebody, and um, kind of made my day. I talk about it in this episode as well. 
But I was thinking about,、um, you know, people relocating to new cities, and I was thinking about the、uh, department members out there. And where have you relocated, and how have you adjusted to living in a new city? What have you done to build your community? Like for me, Firecracker Department is not just about sharing the voices of fabulous, dynamic women, but it's also about building a community.、Um, and you listening to this. Means that you're part of it. So, what do you do to build your community when you get to a new country or a city? How do you、uh, go about it?、Um, I think I spoke about this in Cameron Manheim's episode. But when she knew she was going to spend some time in Toronto, she、uh, called up her friend and said, "Who do I need to connect with in Toronto in order to not feel so alone, or somebody that can be like an ambassador?" And、um, I don't know the friend's name, but they connected her with Tony Napo, who's like the king of Toronto. Who's kidding? Who? And、uh, you know, he took great care of her. So, what do you do to make yourself feel less isolated or more at home in a new city? I would love to hear some feedback about that. Now, don't forget at any time if you want to ask questions, follow-up questions to past、um, guests. I would love to hear them. Just email me at Firecracker Department. At gmail dot com, and、uh, we're going to be doing some follow up interviews coming up. So we'll be gathering those questions for for that purpose. But please do、uh, email me those. Now I'm in、um, Los Angeles right now, and Matt and I go back and forth from Toronto to Los Angeles.、Um, and we recently moved into this building. Speaking of community, that is like community, instant community. Just just move in, and you've got a community. Like everybody in this building is so welcoming. And、uh, within the first like seven days, we had like three dinner party invites. People were dropping off presents at our door. If we needed anything, they have like a Facebook group that we just kind of reached out to. And oh my god, it was so my heart just like burst. It was so amazing to be part of something like this. And、um, It makes me want to do that for other people too. When you see folks, you know, coming into new cities, whether it's like. Immigrants, or you know, even just moving cities. How do you, how do you connect with it, those people? I just feel like after moving into this building, I could just, I have an excess of generosity. I'm excessively generous right now. What do you need? Do you need something from me? You let me know, and I'll see if I can do it for you.、Um, community for me has always been. Like the most important thing, it's reason is the reason why I, I've been producing, because there's nothing quite like producing a show where people come and share laughter with. That's an incredible feeling. Like when we used to do the Carnegie Hall show, or Impromptu Splendor, or Scripties, and a group of people would all congregate, and then we'd always have like an opening, closing night party because it's improv, so it always is, and just seeing the folks that came out regularly and.、Uh, Uh, that means a lot to me. So moving to Los Angeles and、um, meeting the folks in this building just makes my heart burst. It's amazing. Because the thing is, I don't think we have like a never-ending source of generosity. I think sometimes you have to like pr- not protect yourself, but like look after yourself so that you're strong and healthy and happy, so that you're able to give. You know, I I think the expression comes up of look out for number one because you need to be number one. Look after yourself, stay healthy, stay happy, so that you can give. I I remember, you know, I have a friend of mine who's so generous, and then sometimes to a fault where I see her sacrificing her own happiness for other people, and I think that's kind of dangerous. 
So, you know, for folks out there, because I think there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are incredibly generous, make sure you look after yourself too. That's super important. Speaking of important, I don't know if that's a segue or not, but I'm making it one. Uh, let's have a listen to Astrid. I adore this woman. And, you know, when we do these podcast recordings, um, you instantly become buddies. But I, gosh, I would love to hang out with her more. She invited me over to our place and uh, made me brunch. And, you know, I just fell in love with her. And I think you will too. So here she is, Astrid Van Weeren. Hey, how are you? Oh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm here to see Astrid from Moran. Astrid, sure. Yeah. And your name is? Naomi. Oh, Astrid. Naomi's here? I got coming up. Sure, no problem. Bye-bye. Thanks. Good to go. Or B. B. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Oh my god. I got real Canadian for you, eh? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so this is incredible. This is nice. Look, I brought you a Canadian present. <gasps> oh, I love it. A little luggage tag. Thanks, boo. Yeah, fun. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, right there. Oh, this is so great. It's actually pretty quiet here. There might be some uh, banging from the construction on the building still sometimes. Oh. But I like that your dog was whining a bit in your Oh my podcast. god. He made you feel like you're at somebody's house. It's okay. outrageous. That guy, I have to like hold for a dog whining all the time. It's kind of ridiculous. Who's with Rufus now? Well, I guess Matt, right? Uh, yeah, and Dove Michelson. Do you know Dove? Yes. Yeah, so he lives with us. Oh my god, yeah. cool. Yeah. How's that working out? He's the best. Well, he's he's like very family. sweet. He's, he's very, very sweet. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> that was the curling iron. Yeah, is that cool? Like, I just want to look nice for you. So <laughs> just a quick touch-up. So I know it's a podcast. Amadeus. Um, uh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I was. I, I read I that about Salieri's wife. Is that it was a Canadian Shana, stage, right? Yeah, with Shauna yeah. Black and Aaron Malin. We still. They just were here. No way. We hadn't hung out together. Really, the three of us since we did that show together. We've always really enjoyed each other. So yeah. It's fun. He's not. Aaron's got two kids and. Yeah, and they all know, Shana. like Matt, my husband knows Aaron from Edmonton days, Very which cool. is duty time, Dove time as well, so. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, Dove was so, he was really, really sweet. Really, really good guy. Miss you guys. Yeah, we miss him too. We were like, Darth so much him. stuff. Um, like, but I love it. But you, you don't miss living with people? I like coming home and just powering, by the time I, you know, when you're doing show, shows a week, you know what it's like, you come home, you power down, you just want to sleep, a vocal yeah. rest, burp, done, I wake up late, yeah, I don't want to see people, yeah, it's weird, and then there's other things outside the show that you're doing, yeah, like Good Morning America and stuff, that was fun, that looked so, um, it was fun, Americana, it was, was nerve wracking, I yeah. bet, because it's live, I know, I mean, I mean, you do live stuff all the time, Imp your, improv's your world, right, so, yeah. I mean, you probably have some mechanisms to kick in for that, but... I trusted the folks on stage with me. That's my mechanism. That I'm like, I'm not the only person bringing... Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. You I've know? never really done a lot of improv. I'd love to... Oh my God, you'd be great. Try. You have the heart of an improviser. <laughs> um, it looks like... Like, did you ever do the breakfast television in Toronto? Uh, I think once. Yeah, it looks like that. Good Morning America looks like that, but just up... Twelve notches. <laughs> but we don't like. We got up at, like I got up at four a.m. Oh my god! 
God. You go down at five, you do the camera block, and then you go to the theater, and you're waiting around for two hours putting on your stuff, and then kind of like, I kind of napped on my floor. Yeah. <laughs> I look like a roach you can kill. Oh my something. God, such a superstar. Uh, <laughs> Who's that woman napping under the table? There's very little glamour, as much as people think. And also, when it is glamour, you know, you're a chick. Like, I mean, you got you're taped in, spanked in, you oh like your God. feet hurt, and I mean, what's the, like, somebody takes a picture, you look good in one of them, and you're like, woo, glamour, but the rest of the time, you're like, Ehh. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. So do you have a lot of um, obligations with that kind of stuff during your day? More than more than I thought I yeah. would. Like I thought it would kind of peter out for you guys. It hasn't. That and our producers are surprised and happy. I just did a live at five the other day, which was super fun. What was that like? It was super fun. I got to go into the Brill Building, which I've always every time I come to New York, I go by that building and I'm like, and they were going to tear it down. They're not now. Yeah. But there's going to be a CVS in it, I think. Oh yeah. Which is even more depressing. It happens. Than yeah. <laughs> Next to a Starbucks, next to a Walgreens. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And in case you missed that one, don't worry, another block. That's right. That happened to me once. I'm like, oh, I missed the, the, the Walgreens. I got to pick something up. I was like, oh, there's, there's another one. <laughs> you can see them from equidistance yes, in the block. You can. It's really wild. Um, but it's eat, a, please eat. Well, thank you. This is incredible. Share this with me, maple syrup. I stir. will. I will. Put as much as you want on it, though, because I've had it before. It's very good. Thank you. Um, so now you, you've been here since like the spring. Since January, actually. I'm, uh, we started rehearsals in February. We opened March 12th. Right. Uh, I was trying to get on in January so I could see some shows and settle in and right. get to know my neighbors. Because you can't see shows. No. So that must be kind of like um, a tease, right? You're yeah. in New York and you can see shows anytime you want. Oh, no, you can't. I have a feeling you're like me. Like, if I'm not on stage, I want to be watching stuff. Love it. Love stories. Yeah. All about the stories and people. I'm trying to cram in as many shows as possible. What are you seeing? Uh, we're going to go see uh, the play that went wrong. <gasps> That's, That's like so funny. Have you got good tickets? Haven't, I'm just going to get back. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe I can get moved down or something. I'm friends with some of the guys in the cast now. They're so fun. Um, it's fun to have them come you know, and take the piss out of you. Oh, fun. I, love, I love all that kind of sh- Like, um... Yeah, I love when they use improv within shows and everything. 20 minutes of taking the piss out of me. So I become, yeah, because I became friends with a guy who plays the stage manager. And he's roaming through. It was one of those weird things too. Like I was mm. sitting, he knew where I was sitting, but I happened to do this with my scarf mm-hmm. and knock him just as he was walking by. So I said, hey! Mm. He's like, oh my God, it's Astrid Van Weeren. Oh. Everyone, do you know this is Astrid Van Weeren? <laughs> from Come From Away. It was the best advertising. I told her, right. just send one of us every Sunday. Seriously. He's like, can you come back and teach our actors how to act? It's really, this show is really cool. <laughs> it's very I can't wait. Super fun. Yeah, that, they did, um, they're buddies with the folks that did uh, Showstoppers. Did you see that? The improvised musical that came to Toronto for a while. I didn't see it, but I heard all about it. Oh, yeah. It's I love that. Them. That's yeah. one thing I think I could do some impro- oh music God, improvising. Oh, you'd be great doing that. I actually rap. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Where did you get that skill from? <laughs> a couple glasses of wine. Right. <laughs> I don't know about that. I've had glasses of wine, and I am not a good rapper. I have a video I'm here of somewhere. to say no. So, um, so you came in January to uh, see shows and settle in. Did you move right into this place? That's amazing. I walked in. Honestly, the only one that walked in, I went. Oh thank God! Because yeah. I'd seen pictures of it and had my friend come, and he said it's really nice, but it's a lot of money. I'm like, and then what I found out though is it's actually I'm paying 26. That's not. I it's mean, really not that bad. It's and everything's included, and there's a washer and dryer in there, which is why I didn't safe, move. And it's big. doing laundry, right. right in the middle of the night. Yeah, um, but it's also like it's not you're not living in your kitchen, right? I've done some Airbnbs here when you roll over and like yeah. you can rinse your dishes because <laughs> I like to sleep with my dishes. So that's yeah, what I do. 
Um, and then did you just go around pinching yourself every yeah. five minutes? Yeah, I still do. do I still? still walk into the, I don't, I still, I, and I don't think it'll ever happen because I'm really not that kind of person. I, I literally don't take anything for granted. Mm-mm. I mean, I've had a really nice time telling stories, like being an actor, but a lot of times I've had to really, really struggle to just make ends meet. Yeah. You know, so to be actually able to just work and not worry about money. Yeah. Not worry about yeah. money. And yet you've had like a really successful career. Like you've worked consistently. I've done pretty well. But don't but. you th- find that some people go, oh my God, you work all the time because they see your name once yeah. and now every two years. Yeah. Or well, you're go, always busy. Yeah. I was going to call you for this thing, but I just assumed, why didn't call you me call me? me? Yeah. Please call me for the thing. <laughs> always call me for the thing. Especially I, if it's a new play. Love new work. Yeah. You seem to have done a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Like you originated that um, Les Belles role, the English version. Yes. Yeah, but that did you gain anything from? Did you see the French version? And did you gain yes. anything from that? Scene? Yeah, because French Canadian isn't in? my culture. No. Right. So, but you studied, didn't you study? I studied uh, French, French. Yeah. yeah, and I spent some time in, in Quebec, but not a lot. Just getting that sense of. I wish every person could play a French-Canadian character because it's so liberating. So fun, right? I guess, or Italian or something. I mean, I know these are all stereotypes, but there's something, you know, my culture's Dutch and it's a bit repressive and, like, physically repressive. Like, yeah. You know, especially for the women. Like, you don't express yourself with throwing a big arm out. Yeah. You don't, you, you know, you, it's all about the language. Although the Dutch people I know do express themselves. <laughs> especially after a few beers. That's it. Yeah. But, the, but the, I guess the culture I grew up in was Christian Reformed and right. very kind of, like, you know, behave and I was born in 65. So I'm still on that cusp of like women behave a certain way and mm-hmm. you can be as boho as you want, but that stuff creeps in. And so you're working on the new Canadian adaptation of that. I'm finding like an English. I'm so rude talking with my mouth. So excited. Please. That gives me permission. Thank God. <laughs> um, so did you find like an, um, like what was new for you to discover something that the French version didn't? Well, I never did the French, never did it in French, but what wa- saw. watching just that bald emotion, just that, just, I don't know. And the repression in that culture of that time and like getting a sense of what it'd be like be to be the other and trying to like mm. your culture butting up against another culture and trying to, I mean, that's not really what the play is about, but sensing that mm-hmm. these women just like so ballsy. Yeah. And it was one of the first like all female cast not first but like one yeah. of the more prominent ones in Canada 12 I and I mean there's 16 in the original and they kind of cut a few characters and I had, instead of having three sisters or four sisters I had two mm-hmm. um, and then all the yeah. neighbors and I'm working with just women I remember it was interesting because I went to CBC and I did this interview with this woman and then the producer came in and goes well there's one question I wanted to wanted to ask I'm like what's that he goes what's it like working with just all women whatever and I was like just in the tone I was like I said, it's absolutely amazing. He goes, what about, you know, like, you know, like, and I'm like, what are you, I'm sorry, what are you fishing for? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. What was he fishing for? Like, that you were like, oh, it's really catty. It's exactly what he was fishing for. I look around the newsroom, what's it like working with all white men, buddy? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, I'm like, nobody ever asks a cast of 12 angry men, what's it like working with all dudes? Right. Do you think they would now? I think they might. Yeah. I think there's a, I think there's a, I mean, I hope there's a sensitivity towards it in some ways, but I love it. 
I love it. I wish there was a way to kind of, I don't know, open it up more too because we're all a bunch of white chicks too. Yeah, yeah. That part always. It's funny now how your brain starts to change. Like when I see an announcement for a cast or a sitcom and all the faces are white, I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I'm not even, that's not my culture. But I feel, I feel personally offended. But it's weird. I totally agree with you. I'm like, why are there no black people in the show? Or Asian or 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 somebody. Like if it's like a group of all white men, I'm like, no, 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 no. 2017. We're we bored can't with do that. that anymore. Also, we're bored with that. Yeah. We've heard all your stories. Yeah. I mean, I know you have other stories, but how about stories in relationship to other people? Yeah. Besides just your own worldview. And I think, I mean, God, God they're so scared right now. Eh? Look at them. The death rows of the middle class white male. I know. Please just don't take us all down with you. Yeah. I think, um, you know, if there's anything positive to gain from this, our, um, oh, thank you, the, the uh, government that we have right now, or that you guys have. It's that it's what opened our eyes up to that kind of stuff. Because I feel like we were sleeping. I feel like there was mm-hmm. a level of like, oh, it's going to be okay and not really realizing Unfortunately, it. I think the other people who were dozing and who have now woken up are a bunch of racist yeah. people. They're really... It, they're What's really it like living here right now? It's a little scary sometimes, mm-hmm. actually. I get scared. Um, I, get, I get scared about terrorist attacks too, but not about like uh, Muslim people blowing us. I get scared about some like white dude just... Deciding he's got to fire on a whole crowd or yeah. something, you know, or run into his car and people. God, the journey of Come From Away has been so amazing to watch. Like, just, are you still, like, discovering things every night? You've been running this, like, from Canada, the States, and now back into, into New York. Yeah, I sometimes have to be like, Astro, don't get complacent. Stay inside the moment. Mm. The good thing about the show is it's so fast that... You can't, you, you can't uh, lose your mind. You can't, you no. can't let it wander or you're done. Yeah. You know? Um, growing up in London, Ontario though, that, like, did you always think you were going to become an actor from birth? Was there ever a choice of like, since five, you're one of those? Yep. I always thought, I always thought that I'd have like other things to do. And then I was like, oh, just give it up. Yeah. I want to be an actor. Yeah. No, that's all I wanted to do. I think for a little while I wanted to be a uh, nun. But we weren't Catholic. Just, I don't know. Because I mean, the sound of music. Sound music. music <laughs> or it could have been actually the flying nun with Sally Field. I thought maybe that would let me, help me fly. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I used to do concerts in front of the fish pond. and But there was always that thing about, because uh, I grew up in uh, quite a religious family, like how can you be, my, my grandmother used to say, you know, oh, Astrid, they're all loose women. Or however she would say oh, in Dutch. Yeah. And she may be right, but it's still <laughs> good Super fun. <laughs> Super fun. Um, nobody else was an actor in your family? Well, not officially. But, but actually, my whole my brother's a total ham. Yeah. He really is a ham. So my sister Grace has a beautiful voice. She teach, taught music, still does, sings in choirs. My sister Wilma is an absolute goofball. She totally is. But they never went into it professionally. Never went into it professionally. They did some stuff in high school and stuff. Yeah. And I actually didn't do a lot of stuff. I was I was more in my head. Like, I didn't do a lot of, like... I did a couple acting classes and stuff when I was a teenager, but it was always kind of like, this is going to happen later. Right. This is going to, this is going to happen when I need it to happen. Right. And in high school, I couldn't even get a solo. Isn't that wild? I was in choir. Don't you look back like, and be like, now look at me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, okay. So London, Ontario. And then, um, did you move to Toronto to go to Ryerson? Yeah. Do you know I went to Ryerson Speaking too. of ter- termites. Or, uh, oh, that's, that's why they building? tore it down. Is that right? Because it was so heard. riddled? Because it was so riddled. Doesn't surprise me. Me neither. 
Oh, that building. I was surprised it was standing when we were in it. Like, I'd go through the building going, oh, is this the day, the pillar? Like, they just kept adding pillars everywhere. It <laughs> felt like propping it up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Who are your teachers? Where, what are you? Um, I don't know. Did you go after me or before me? You must have been after me. Uh, like, me? I'm trying to think who, like, um. Because I went after. the quarry. Yeah. Uh, don't fuck your friends. Oh my god, oh, right? Sweet Dawn. So rest in peace. One of the first things I I did voice non union before I was union it was uh, this thing to it was for the states and it was all about some kind of like teen centers to help with mental illness or whatever. Mm. Like is your is your, you know, daughter anxious or this and then I thought about it later, I thought that's just being a teenager. Why are we right. am I encouraging people to just put kids on pharmaceuticals and send them to like yeah. places? Right. So when the second round came and they said, Oh, it's been really successful and I said no. Yeah. I was proud of that. I said no. It wasn't tons of money, but still I was like still it was, it was money. Poor. I was like, no. And, and I was like, no, I don't want to be that vo- the voice of that because those guys sounded really compassionate and loving. And right. Yeah, you know, that stuff. And then be like, hey are you are you that voice that sells drugs to kids? Yeah. 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 Who taught you that level of um, self-worth? My parents, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And my friends. I have good friends. Yeah. I have friends who call me on my stuff. Yeah? No. Yeah. Gently. Yeah. (laughs) Gently. Always gently, please. I always think like, you know, I have some friends that I think I'm very honest with, but I still would find it hard to call anybody I love on anything. Yeah. That's that's No, it's true. It is. It's, yeah. But, um... Also, I, I read I liked to read a lot when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I read a lot of, like, I remember reading The Diary of Anne Frank really early, and, and you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, and all of those books wow. that were in my parents' bookshelf, like, I was just was consuming that very quickly, and yeah. I just wanted to be one of the good guys. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you seem very, um, you seem very attached and connected to the stories, like, that people's stories, whether... Like when Come From Away came along to you, that must have been like oh a match made in heaven for you. Right? Oh my gosh. Did you even audition for it? I did. Yeah. Because you worked with them on... Um, on My Mother's Lesbian Jewish Wicked Wedding, but yeah. um, it was the creatives decision, like right. the director, Chris Ashley and Right, because you had to audition again, again did Yeah, you? I put myself on tape and then I flew myself to New York. Oh my God. And yeah, stayed with my good friend Lenine and Weehawk and she's somebody who'll call me on my stuff. I love yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Um, amazing person. And... Um, yeah, I auditioned, and I remember going in, and there were so many people, and I went too early, as I often do. Yeah. You know that too? Yeah, and Don't go too so early. Nervous. I know, and then you hear everybody, like, just killing it in there. You're Ugh. like, why am I here? Yeah. You can't compare yourself to anyone. No. You're Some people were singing, like, Olympic style. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, and I went in there, and I kind of tried to do that a bit. Yeah. I was surprised that I actually, because usually I do my thing, which is whatever it is. Yeah. And, um... I kind of, ooh, ooh, I shouldn't have sung that. Like, I tried to sing that so hard. Like, that was not very musical or good. And they were very, and maybe because David and Irene knew me, there was a lot, so many people in the room. I don't even remember how many people were in the room. There were a lot of people in the room. Yeah. And there was kind of encouraging smiles and stuff. I thought, okay, there's, they want me to be good. Yeah. This is good. And so I sang something else from Bell Sur, I think. It's a bit of a blur. Yeah. And then I did, <laughs> I did a couple scenes, and I remember being redirected. I thought, oh, that's good. I like getting direction, and I like switching yeah. things up. And so I could show them that. I got some laughs. Yeah, that good. A couple feels little good, giggles, right? especially when they've heard the same thing over and over again. So yeah. you're like, oh, that's good. And then I left going, okay, no idea. I'm going to take myself to the Westway and have a big breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's not up to me. And I actually wasn't their first choice. No kidding. It was offered to someone else. No way. I don't know who. I can't imagine. She turned it down, and I got to do it, which is 
happens to me all the time. Really? Really, that is my career. I, if I was writing a, an autobiography, it would be second choice. No kidding? Yeah. Or third. I don't know. Like what other projects have you been second choice for? Um, the first movie I ever did called Garage about a, a young gay man trapped in an underground parking garage with a failed singer from Newfoundland. Great. You know that old plot. Yeah, oh yeah. Shakespeare I, used it all the time. Yeah, for every time I heard that storyline. <laughs> and she, his parents come back as sort of cannibals and attack him, and I get half eaten at one point. But then I don't know. But there was a, there was a scene in the movie where he had to carry me on his back, and it was really essential to to my sweet friend Edmund Chan, who was directing it, that it, that happened. Right. And I'm a large-ish woman, and yeah. the person playing uh, Robert. Oh gosh, I might have forget his name. Sweet guy. You know, he had to carry me on his back, and he—that was so important to him. Yeah, visually. Yeah, he thought it would look a bit ridiculous, so he said, "I'm really sorry. I really love you, but I'm going with this other girl. You remind me of a young Jenna Rollins." I'm like, "Okay, we're okay then. Don't yeah. you worry about it. I will put that in my pocket. I'll be. Yeah. This is good." And then I got a call from him, and he's like, "She's not working out." Right. <laughs> so, so, and we did it, and it didn't look ridiculous. It was fine. Yeah, and it was um, fun, but I was like, definitely not second choice. Definitely, yeah. And so when they called you to find out, to let you know that you'd um, got come from away, do you remember that moment? I do. It was good. Yeah. 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 It, it was really good. Moments, like, it was I, so You have good. to hold on to those because we have so many, as you were saying before, like there's so much struggling in our industry. Yeah. So if you don't recognize those victories, you have to. Aft. And we didn't know, I mean, we had no idea this was going to go to Broadway. No. No. It was just, it was oh my God, going good. to La Jolla. Yeah, California, right. And La Jolla in Seattle. Like, this is going to be a treat. Yeah. And it was. And the, uh, I mean, my cast is just incredible. Yeah. We have good people. Did you know, like, was there a moment that you all kind of looked at each other and went, oh, no, this is bigger than Lohead? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I think it trickled in for people at different times and maybe wasn't even completely articulated. But after our very first, the very first preview, and in the dark, in the blackout, we're just, you know, about to bow. Just, you could, and it was, I think, only 300 people in the La Jolla Playhouse. It wasn't that big. Just feel this tsunami of love, like yeah. Are we just standing in this, like not like I'm standing because I paid 150 dollars. Yeah. I'm gonna stand because my legs you know, are sore. yeah. Or I gotta go to my parking lot. Um, <laughs> right. Why do people? Why do I make people talk like I don't that? Know, I don't know, but it's that Where, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. parking lot. I'm yeah. with you. And um, yeah, and we. I think we kind of got a sense of ooh, yeah. This is really special because even reading it, I knew. I mean, I loved it, but we knew we loved it, but we weren't sure how it was going to translate. Yeah, you know, the telling of the story because of the nine eleven, because of everything, how people would take the emotional roller coaster of it, because it's like a laugh and then a cry and a laugh, and yeah, a cry, and it's just so powerful that way. Yeah, have the audiences been consistent? Like, I feel, we saw it when we were in um, Washington, as I said, and uh, uh, we could. There was no applause breaks. Is no. that still consistent? Yeah, because you guys have such a pace. That it just builds. People don't want to miss build. anything. I mean, no. sometimes they'll people will just be like, "No, I'm oh. clapping for you." <laughs> I like, like, like it or not. Um, sometimes now, after um, uh, "Make Me a Channel of Your Peace," the prayer. Yeah. Sometimes you find people, and I feel it's it's the climate. People just go, "Oh yes, that's we need to be good to each yeah. other. Let's be, let's do." There's that. so many moments like that, like your solo song and the um, the pilot song. Like there's so many moments. I'm like that one. Oh, some, that one sometimes gets a, a applause in the middle when she's like first female captain yeah. in history. Like Wah, yeah. So um, yeah, that that stuff happens, and that feels really good. But the audiences are. I mean, that's the fun thing about this show. And you know this having seen it, that the fourth wall is down all the time. Oh, yeah. So we're talking to them all the time. So 
every audience has its own personality. I mean, you you yeah. know, you know that especially improv. Like, sure. I mean, it, you get really affected by the energy coming at you, and sometimes you have a cloud, a cloud, a clown, a clown. It's a crowd of clowns. clown, <laughs> a, a crowd that just wants to laugh. Yeah, and then you have a crowd that you know they just everything hits them really hard. Yeah, and, I mean sometimes. You know, you know, there's a moment in the show and it'll be quiet and then you'll just hear like one person's talking. crying. I know. And it's it's hard to move forward sometimes. You just want to go, are you okay? Are you okay? Okay, because we're going to keep going yeah. and it gets, and it's going to be okay. It's we'll take care of you. It's going to a while, but then it's, it's going to get, get better. better. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. but people are sweet and people stay and they just want to say thank you. And all the people we've met who've been affected by 9-11 who, who just want to say thank you yeah it's weird not weird it's the wrong word it's still early no it's uh yeah i understand what you're saying it's not it's just uh it's, it's not usual magical. for the theater like, i mean usually you go to the bar with your friends and they're like oh yeah this is good yeah, this where'd you get your good. boots yeah, yeah. yeah. how was Do that director to work with i'm working you know like yeah it's a yeah, very different here you're meeting the the, the audience and because stage dooring isn't something that really happens in is that even a verb? I've heard no. it here. Stage dooring. In, in Canada? I it doesn't really happen. So. I don't remember people... Although I didn't work a lot of the big houses a lot of the time. I did a lot of 50 seat indie yeah. stuff. Yeah, stage dooring is usually like your cab going, uh, your, your ride's here, let's go. Uh, <laughs> I leave in two minutes. So do you spend like a lot of time after the yeah, show? Yeah, like just signing things and people... That's the other thing too. I never yeah. used to bring out a Sharpie. But now you do. Because I was like, this is I don't so want to be presumptuous Canadian. Like, I'm like, I'm being so Canadian about it. Uber Canadian. Like, oh, maybe I, I, I do you want my autograph. And I was like, yeah. I have my own Sharpie. I love it. I think it was Jen Colello who said, Pastor, please, just, just bring, bring, a Sharpie. bring a Sharpie. Just bring a Sharpie. But now, like, you'll go back to Canada and be like, um, can I have a Sharpie? Anybody? No? Okay. That <laughs> came up to me in the airport. I was there with my, my dog and uh, he came up to me and said, can I just say hi? And I was like, oh, and I thought maybe he recognized me from He Mr. meant to the, <laughs> to the dog. Yes. And he went down and he was like, hey, buddy, hey, little guy. And I was like, okay. That's I have a hand awesome. stretched out to Oh, what a monster. I have a, I have a very similar oh. story. Um, Waitress, which is a beautiful show. Oh, I'm hoping to see yeah, that you're going to see. Yeah. Um, they have um, these gals dressed up with a little pie tart on the side of their head. Like okay. a head, like a, and their hair passing out pamphlets. Um, for promotion mm. and I saw t- two of these lovely gals together and I was like oh hi can I get a picture with you and they're like yeah and they're like oh, you're going for way and they were so sweet and we had a little picture these other two young women came up and they're like can we get a picture and they were like yeah and I was like yeah and then we finished and the two people <laughs> the two waitress people walked away the ones with the pies in their head and this is the face I get and I'm sorry this won't translate on a podcast but it's like like what are you doing in like, my picture why, why I was like do you want me to call them back they're like no nah, it's okay and they were just looking at me like, why would we want a picture with you, you oh weird gosh. woman with white hair staring like, at me on the sidewalk? I have a Sharpie. <laughs> Do you want me to also sign your pie? Oh, my God. Too yeah, fun. so you must spend like uh, at least an hour after every show talking to people. Not quite that long, but yeah. Do you ever be like, okay, we got to wrap this <laughs> we gotta wrap up. This up? Well, some, and I won't name names. Some, some people take a lot longer than others, and sometimes you can feel like, Let's just say the, can, the Canadians generally take a little longer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, you mean the, the like, fans of it? or No, the, the people signing, oh, like, right. you know, and, and sometimes you'll kind of sense that somebody's like, could you, like, I have a date, I have a date or something, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, could you keep moving? But, but it's but, so much energy to put out, like, not only your show, but I feel like your heart is full because of all the love coming your way, but it's a lot of energy to put out there. It is. It's kind of, because um, people say, well, how do you deal with all the emotions that you go through in the show? 
And honestly, I mean, you have rehearsal Mm -hmm. and you still keep it fresh and you feel all these things, but it's really not important that we feel it, but that the audience feels it. Right. Yeah. You know, but when it becomes taxing is when you meet people or, or bring people backstage, which I love doing too. I'm not saying I love it, but people tell you their 9-11 stories. That's when... It's like, you know, when you go, you take Rufus for a walk and you come and they got burrs. He's got burrs all yeah. in his fur. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's like these b- emotional burrs, like just stuck in my fur. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a while how to do you, come down How do you that. deal with that kind of stuff? Having space like this? Having space like this. <clears throat> I mean, choose living, living alone right now. Remember we were talking yeah. earlier about like living alone or not living alone. I like living alone because yeah. I, it's, I just need to decompress. And I let myself feel everything too. Like I find sometimes resisting being sad with somebody... You know, and also a friend of mine, um, Lisa Horner and I were talking mm-hmm. about this once, but when you, cause I'm a very emotional person, but I used to cry all the time. Every time people were telling me sad things and I'm, and I'm realizing as I get older, I'm just trying to make space for them to feel what they're feeling. I don't need to like weep with them. Like I don't, and I want to, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's better to just keep breathing and stay open and really receive what they need to say as yeah. opposed to just getting really sad right away yeah because really almost that's not selfish but i mean it's a it's a natural response but but i'd rather make just be present and strong with that person and let them have their feelings yeah as opposed to like trying to get it swirled up in everything that like so i can really receive and hear what they say yeah that's a that's very hard. hard skill. Like it's hard. I keep I work on it. I don't always succeed. What where do you they get joke that at, kind of training? They from? joke at me. They joke about how I I'm like I'm not gonna cry. They're like yes you will. Yeah. I'm like I'm not gonna cry. Yes you will. But I'm getting better at it. Do you um do you meditate? Do you have like like when you said just breathe? I think people forget about breathing as soon as they get emotional, and I think it's such a key thing to communication. Yeah. And so as soon as somebody starts coming at you if you can just be present it's really hard as you said yeah which is a good thing too talking to people who don't agree with you I mean what we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier too is just like you're really yeah. hearing them because it's hard to not want to make your point right away or like you're breathing into thinking uh, okay how do I counteract this argument yeah. like what are they really saying is yeah. that coming from a place of pain or fear it's usually fear yeah. when people are having saying stuff that's not healthy or not good it's usually fear I mean, oh my gosh, I sound so centered and stuff. I struggle every day. No, God, it's a, we're all in the process, right? Yeah. It's a, and something, I just think that you must come home and just, um, like, I can't help but soak it in. Like, the, the birds actually go into my soul. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I'm getting better at, at, at picking them out. Are you? Yeah, and just kind of going, that's not mine. Yeah. That's not mine to carry. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can hold it with you for a while. We can share this weight, which will take some load off of you. Yeah. But then when it goes, it goes with you. I mean, hopefully I've made your load lighter, but I don't need to take it on. Yeah. But I do sometimes. I know. She do. You're yeah. an open heart. And also, you you kind of don't want to close off. No. Like You want to be able to breathe and be affected still. No, and there's people who say, you know, I get to a place where I can... This idea of detachment. I'm like, I don't want to be detached. No. I mean, I, li- I like the idea of meditation and everything, but I'm like, I kind of like all the mess. I yeah. like the darkness and the weirdness and the tears and the anger. and Yeah. Because that's also what I use. Not use. I mean, in a... That sounds almost sociopathic, but <laughs> no, no, no. But you know, that's part of our our arsenal of things that we need. Yeah, just to feel deeply. All this detachment. I'm like, mm. we yeah, need to be a little less detached. Us? I don't know. Well, I feel like in the world of meditation, it helps me 
it trains me from when I when I'm anxious. Like if I'm meeting somebody that is affecting me that kind of way, it gives me the training of like, oh, if I breathe, I know the skill now. Do you know what I mean? No, like, absolutely. I, I do the thing I sometimes where I'll imagine, <laughs> like if I'm feeling really angry, and this is this is happening. You can include this. This is fine. But um, you know, I'm 52. I'm perimenopausal, and right. my hormones go wackadoo. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you are full of rage. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, rage, come on in, have a seat. Yeah. You are no longer useful. There's the door. <laughs> that's right. Like I do try to like, maybe that's a meditative kind of thing. I may have I read it somewhere so. where I'm like, I don't refuse. I don't like try to bo- block up the door and say, you can't come in, rage. I mean, you're not useful. But I go, okay, you can swirl around here for a bit, and then you got to go. Yeah. But if I completely resist it. Yeah. <laughs> Because then it like bottles down, right? And yeah. then it comes out in like an yes. yeah. appropriate time. Yeah. No, and that's that's never never good. But the responsibility, like I saw the clips of you meeting the Beulah in at Gander and stuff like that, yeah. right? Like that's like no, like what a what a gift this role is. Like in the world, nobody has those experiences. You get to play this woman who is on your journey with you. Yeah, two and women. Oh, My right. characters, yeah, combo. Diane Davis and right. Beulah Cooper, who are both really just... I mean, Diane still continues to help Syrian refugee families in their community in Gander. Yeah. Beulah's still, you know, working through with the Legion and doing all kinds of good works and making great treats and sandwiches and things. And she just lost her beautiful son, oh. Aubrey, who is the firefighter son yeah, mentioned yeah, in the I show. Yeah, I remember that. And I sent her a little note, and I said, you know, he's always going to be with us. Oh. And the first night I had found out about that, trying to through that scene was hard yeah. but again not about me in that moment it's about in a weird way it's like it's not about me Astrid and it's not about Beulah in this moment even though I know something it's about Hannah and taking care of her yeah. so I just immediately pulled myself out of myself but it was hard because I, I'm grieving with her and I don't even know her that well but I feel like I do yeah and she probably has the same experience yeah. with you we, we've talked on the on the phone and then she'll just talk to me like I'm a family member and I don't stop and go wait who's that yeah and how are they related <laughs> right I just let her because it's exactly that yeah we, I know her and I can feel well, that's somebody she loves by the way she talks about them so yeah I don't need to know if it's a cousin or a, you know no. who it is it's an extraordinary it's, opportunity to be part of somebody else's life that way it really is it's a it's a real gift and our responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And is that way on you? A little bit. Uh, but the, the feedback has always been from all the Newfoundlanders who come. Thanks. You've done us proud. We feel really proud. Yeah. So until somebody tells me otherwise, I'm, I'm not going on the assumption we're doing, we're doing it right. Yeah. And my castmates are so amazing. And they're so full of love too. Yeah. We don't have any jerks. No, it really seems like you, you guys have such a, I remember the thing that I walked away from seeing um, come from away was that, you, none of you were taking it for granted, and none of you weren't like just giving her. You know what I mean? No. Like it felt like there wasn't a moment that somebody's like, oh, I'm, "I'm like this is it's a Sunday matinee or something." Feeling, but you guys were all just so committed to every single moment and recognizing the value of what you had um, to present and the Absolutely. story to tell. And and I get to watch people do some like some amazing people do like I'm close close to as I am to you right now. Yeah, I get to watch Jen sing that song. I get to you know. Watch Sharon like tell her, like get her, get her laugh or Petrina like jump out of that hatch like right in front of me like just so in the moment and present and caring about those animals like I buy it I'm yeah. there I'm there yeah. and I'm I can see all the strings and all the like the you know what I mean like I can yeah. I'm I can see the magic trick up close and I'm like I'm still like whoa wow how'd you do that yeah yeah you know. it feels like you're such a um, 
ensemble member. Like it feels like that's your home. That's my thing. Yeah. That's my jam. And you've done you've done leads and things before. Not a lot. That's come that's come more to me in my older age. Oh, interesting. You no, know, it's been fun because yeah. I'm always like I still think of myself even if even in like Belser, which is yeah. an ensemble too. But yeah, totally. Jamin is driving a lot of that. Yeah. Um, I always just thought of us as the ensemble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you're either drawn and ensembles are drawn to you as well. Did you come from a big family? Uh, four siblings. Uh, that's I guess that's big. big-ish. Yeah. I don't know. Bigger than most. I mean, you know, I'm not too. My sisters are sibling. twins and six years older, and my brother's five years older, and yeah, yeah. But a big community, like yeah, yeah. always kind of. And Ryerson was pretty good for that too. Yeah, did you have a good experience there. Mm-mm, mostly, <laughs> Ryerson's tricky. Any theater school is tricky, right? Like, I don't know. We're all just. I mean, I was a little bit older when I went. Yeah. So I always had this sense of like. Oh, you're you're trying to break me down. I I see what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I allow you to do that. <laughs> right. But I'm going to keep my safety line to shore. Right. Because yeah. I don't want to go break. How old were you when you went to Verizon? Twenty-two. I yeah. think. It's not that old. Gosh. That's no, it's not. But it was. You know, we had like eighteen 16, years old. Yeah. In our right. in our company, and they were in our class. They were. I had a great class. Did you? Yeah, Walter Jeffrey Lee. Jeffrey Coon. Oh yeah. You know Jeffrey. Do you know what? Okay, yes, I do. So I think you guys were two years because he went. Did you do the um, Into the Woods? Yeah, production. Yeah, it was I the Baker's Wife. I saw that. Yeah, it was because I was fun. like, I think I want to go to Ryerson, and then I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> and it blew my mind. It was like a great. It was a great production. It was right? a great production. Yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> was like. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, what I thought no, it was. It was. It was one of those things because um, we weren't a musical theater school, but right. we were a very musical class, and I felt yeah. bad for some of the people who weren't particularly musical having that be our final show. It yeah, seemed like yeah, you know. Yeah, you had some, some people. killer people in that class. Yeah, yeah. Mila Shandell, Christine Audie, Lisa Horner. Christine Audie. One of my best Oh, she best was in chums. that too. Yeah, she was Cinderella. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, she's brilliant. She's going to be playing Beulah in Toronto. Yes, I saw that casting. How cool is that? That is majorly cool. We've, we've actually, like in the last couple of years, gotten to like reconnect and we, because we did Belle Sur together. Right. And that she actually played Charmin in Prince Edward Island. Oh my God. So, which is so weird because we are, we, we, you would never cast us we don't have the same qualities no. really but we're both i don't know yeah there's an essence about there's an you es- though. Yeah, yeah yeah and she's gonna just be so killer oh in that my role. gosh that's really exciting yeah I think so if matt doesn't see it here he should go see it in toronto because it's going to be a really great company True enough i would love him to see it here it's fun to see it in new york yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but well, that, that's going to be seriously she's gonna she's gonna be really good yeah yeah i love um, her what an amazing ryerson class though yeah Do you guys keep in touch other than with lisa and those guys some people do. I think I'm very, my, my classmates, my classmates, I'm sure would disagree, but I'm a very different person, I think, now than I was in yeah. theater school. What do you think? How has it changed? I, I was so serious in theater school. Like, like driven? Well, serious, and, like- but, but acting was always like, mm-hmm. Sturm and Drang, you know, Ibsen and Chekhov right. and oh, Shakespeare. And, oh. and I didn't really have... As good a sense of humor as I do. Really? I don't... I I can't believe you didn't always have a sense of humor. Maybe I had some, but how I see myself is having been kind of a little dramatic. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. A little... You know, I don't know. What changed? Life. Did something happen that you were like, I I gotta... I have one thing happened, but I think just working with other people and just seeing the ease people had with stuff. Oh, and also one one of the classes at Ryerson that really affected me, even though I don't do it, is clown. Right. I remember doing clown and going, oh, you don't have to 
get it right because I had that in me too. Yeah. There's one way to do this scene. I just have to find it. Right. You know, yeah. and dig through all this shit and I'll find that one thing. And it's like, oh, it's the digging through the shit yeah. that is exciting. Yeah. This is the good stuff. Yeah. I'm covered in shit. This is <laughs> great. Oh, well, there's the diamond. Who cares? You know, you can't find that one way. It's yeah. just there isn't one way. And and clown taught me that. Like mm-hmm. failure. That's how you could do improv. You failure is failure is my best friend. Right. Falling flat on your face and not dying is amazing. Yeah. The clown I, taught me that. And are you able to stay with that theory? Most of the time. Do you know what I mean? You like, know, I sometimes think- I go, I go, I'm good with this. And then, wait, no, I wanted to get it. Yeah. Right. Well, there was a time in my career, and I feel like it's the same with you, that I wanted to just try everything. I wanted to fall on my face. I didn't have a lot of stakes. Yeah. And then you get stakes as you get older. You do because you have some recognition and people are like, ooh, she wasn't, yeah. ooh, did you see what she did in that? And then I would say to those people, come on. Yeah. That's well, those people know. are me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like me talking to myself going, yes. oh, Sneakers, you were not as good as like, you were last show. Well, and then critics play an interesting role in yeah. all of this. I mean, I know some, I've had some friends who've, you know, a couple t- gone out and we're all a bit older and like got really hammered and you're like, wow, that guy was a, and he not, he's not being fair because I saw it and it was brilliant in my opinion. It's one person's opinion, right? But you can wear that so quickly if you oh, take yeah. it on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's more like the self judgment that I can't stop. Yeah, I have that. I'm able to. Yeah. Are you? Most of the time, I can. Yeah, let it go. But that's also what keeps bringing me back to the show every day and why I love theater. Yeah, is like I'll I'll, I'll go running off scene and I'll be off a scene. And I'll think I didn't. I don't know if I really was. I really present the way I needed to be. Right. I did that thing. Ah, that's cool. No, I don't know. And then, you know, the next day, yeah. I don't try to replicate that. It never works, right? No. Oh, I found a way to say something and it was so funny. So funny. Oh, and I did it. I did it with the same cadence and the same thing the next day and it was crickets. And I was like, yeah, because you're just saying it with this hollow empty. Yeah. I still fall into, fall into those traps. The fish and cheese joke. Right. Yes. I was like, yes. that's always a bit of like, sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's not. And da, 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 da. And I was like, I said it once and it just like, wham, that was yeah. funny. And I went out and I did it the same way. And it was like, nothing. Crazy thing is, I think we saw it the night, because I feel like you stepped off stage and we went for drinks in Washington. I had a good night. Said, yeah, that, like, that was a good fish and cheese night. Yeah, you're like, There's always that one, that, one, that one moment where you're like, I shouldn't be about the joke. Yeah. It should be about the moment. But if we don't get any laugh, I'm like, Bruh. I know. But I also realize it's more, it's more, um, Caesar's laugh than mine. So I actually get happier now if I get a, a bit of a giggle and then the very Emily goes, are you sure I can't help you with the food? And then the, if there's the, and I'm like, ah, that's, yeah. that's the button, yes. right? Yes. That's what's written. The, that's the joy of comedy when you've, you know, like it's... Passing it's it off. sports, right? It's like, sports. Yeah. yeah. The, the, and you know, you may not get the thing, but you've given the guy the, I don't assist. know. Assist. <laughs> yeah, you've given the guy the assist. <laughs> We're such sports fans. <laughs> I think I just combined basketball and hockey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just love that you're a Broadway star and you're like, they gave us hats. Like, it's still the little things. Like, it's always about the, um, what's that? Swag. swag. It's always about the swag and the yeah. bags and the thing. Yeah. We, we get oh, yeah, What was the Tony's like for swag and everything else? Uh, not a lot of swag. No. But. Ah, what a rip off. <laughs> <laughs> Seven oh, nominations, mine, but. Do we get something? That's terrible. I'm 52. Stuff just goes sometimes. Yeah. But boy, that was a night. Was it? A lot of rehearsal and a lot of work. On was top that of, like the most nervous you've ever been? Ah. Uh, I, I'm weird. No, 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 not no, nervous. That's not weird. I just go like, what is? The I get thing? excited, yeah. but I, but you know the material. It's I know the material. Like I was more nervous about just walking across the stage with the rockets. I'm like, don't fall, don't fall, 
Don't yes. fall. Don't yes. fall. And I thought, and then, I, then this part of me goes, I'll see you fall. Like, I mean, right. I mean just, Jennifer like, Lawrence did it. Yeah, and they she love her. She shone for it. <laughs> just make sure you have nice yeah, her sister's always like, you know, trying to make her fall, probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was super fun. I mean, you're, you know, there's Whoopi Goldberg, Kevin Spacey, all these people, uh, Skojo. Skojo? Scarlett Johansson. Okay, nice. All right, I guess. New York I lady. I guess it'll be <laughs> Aspan. Has there been anybody? Maybe Maysneak. Maysneak. I don't, I don't hate that. It's kind of cool. Um, that experience at Tony's was that like, like how did you stay present for that? Like to me, that's such a pillar in our careers. And you look back, you're going to go to sell me Tony nominated. Uh, <laughs> you are, you're going to be part of the world forever now. So look at, you'll look back the first time, right? The first time oh, you go sweet. to Tony's. Uh, it was, it, it was at the Radio City Music Hall, which was brilliant. Yeah. And, the wild thing is the sound is hard because it's like a stadium. There's like 6,000 people, yeah. which uh, Petrina pointed out to us was only a thousand less than came off those planes. So that was wild to go out. Like, I mean, I'm so glad she said that because looking out there, I was like, they took care of this That's many people. a great reference. Isn't that too. amazing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, you couldn't quite hear and the sound bounces back. So we were all like, there's this way that the beat seemed to be just above the floor. Oh, weird. So we had to like tap into that, but it was so electric. I remember looking at Kendra at one point and it, I swear it was like shoo, 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 shoo. Yeah, yeah. like these sparks came back and forth and just like when we do this yeah I was like oh my god lifting something <laughs> up I know it was, it was really powerful so yeah and I think if you you know put a piece of coal at my butt I would have made a diamond by yeah. the end of it but uh, but it wasn't so much like nerves as it was just tension like yeah. like not even anxiety it was just like yeah because so, you've been doing this show for so long has there ever been a show that you're a little bit more nervous about because somebody's in the audience or yeah um, yeah when Hannah first came to see it right. with her family yeah that was a hard one mm, and she loved it yeah I'm supposed to go to her place for dinner sometime soon that's I don't know. amazing or barbecue and since uh, a lot of like I've met Kevin O'Rourke's grandson. What a beautiful little human being. Yeah. Like, and it's just so amazing that this man's in our show and yeah. represent every night he's grieved for. And yeah. Every night he's celebrated. Yeah, yeah, celebrated for being so amazing. But all of you, like, even, you know, it reverberates for sure. Absolutely. And also we had um, the um, first responders were there for our first dress rehearsal. Our producers felt it was important because 9-11 is so much a affected so many firefighters yeah. and EMTs and all those people that they were invited because you know there could yeah. be resistance or what's this show about like, yeah you know that sense of you know got some like guys there who you know they feel very protective of, of what happened to their friends and they totally received it and loved it. many of them had never been to see a show before right. and we all got hats yeah the next day <laughs> We got hats. It's beautiful. I love your hat and a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful letter from uh, from the fire chief. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So people, people like that. The docents from the nine eleven museum, or wow. you know, uh, there's a, an organization of widows from right. You know, from the nine from the towers, and we also did a, a show for people from the Pentagon when we were in Washington. Wow, survivors and families of people who passed, and it's palpable. Yeah. And you can feel the worry and the concern. But I mean, the one thing I love about our show is everybody's taken care of. Like, even the set, when you walk in, you're not in an urban landscape. No. You're immediately trees. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this isn't New York. Yeah. This isn't New York. There's a blue painted wall. And we all come out and we say, hi, we're from Newfoundland, basically. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. You connect with them right away. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be telling you what, what happened. We all know what happened, but let's all 
we're all on the same page. And then the things that are more difficult come a little later, but always, and just like Newfoundlanders, if David and Irene said they'd be telling you a story and they'd see you were about to cry, they'd tell you a joke. Right. <laughs> or they'd like say, oh yeah, but then, then this happened. Yeah. So that's kind of like why yeah. the show is so much, you know, this grief and then there's joy and then there's grief and then there's joy. Yeah. And it's just like, it's in a roller coaster. Even when Beulah, when you met Beulah and they recorded it and she's like, she said, come here, let me look after you. Do you remember that? It was just like, like, she's such a gentle. Oh, Diane. Was, was that Diane? Oh, yeah. When we were both just like crying. Yeah. Just, come here, baby. Yeah, yeah. She yes. said, come here, baby. Let me look after you. Hilarious. It's yeah, they're so good beautiful. people. Um, and what about any uh, celebrities that have come by? Oh my gosh, it's been, it's, it's like wild. Your Instagram account is really fun to watch. It, because it, I'll tell you this, there's not one time that I see your picture that you're like, uh, boring. Because you're always like, I can't effing believe that I'm standing next to so-and-so. Like you People look like always a laugh kid. at my face. I try to smile normal and I no, can't. You can't hide I just your... squinch up and everything gets all like... But I love like, that about your, oh. the, your social media world is it's you're just true. You're a true oh, person. Thank you and for it saying comes that. Out. Good. Because yeah. uh, I actually have, there's a group of four guys. And I don't know how this group came together. Matt Murray... Alessandro Constantini, Michael Rubinoff, and Steven Gallagher. Yeah. Do you know any of those guys? I know Michael. Whenever I meet a celebrity, I send it to them first. Yes. And they get to have a little giggle. That's fun. That's super fun. Has anybody come back that you're like um, shivering over? (laughs) Well, I met Sir Ian. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. He was there to talk back. And he was just sitting there, and then people were going down to meet him, and I was just what like... What do you mean a talkback for your show? Well, we, yeah, he was sitting there. We were having a talkback, and he stayed oh, with oh. And he was just kind of like sitting there, and he was looking at us, and I was like, that's Syrian. Oh, my God. Was he like, how do you memorize all your lines? <laughs> how do you memorize all your lines? How do you memorize all your lines? <laughs> he was so great, yeah. and I wanted to say hi to him. And Sue Frost, one of our producers, beautifully, said, go talk to him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. She goes, go. Yeah. <laughs> so Seize I that did. moment. And he was delightful. And he said, he made some kind of joke about, he said, you know, I went to see Dear Evan Hansen and it was so moving and all about humanity. And here we are, come from away, goodness and kindness. And I saw this other show and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's not why I go to the theater. I go for chaos and madness. He goes, what's all this, you know, he was joking. Yeah. But he was just like, all this goodness. He just like, I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, but he had a... Are you writing this stuff down? Like, are you documenting it all I'm the worst for that are you I'm the worst for that maybe it's good because I just live in the moment I forget stuff but I don't know it's these quotes that come backstage to you that I feel like you're going to want to seize at some time but also I wish I could have recorded what Mandy Patinkin said to us when he came back it was like he was rallying the troops it was like Henry V what and even though we didn't need rallying but he was you know what I mean we're pretty he brings his own like he did this whole thing where he was like, and I'm like, you're that, you're Princess Bride, yeah, and your homeland, and you're, you know, yeah. all of that. And yeah. he just was like, I would be proud to work with each and every one of you. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, where do I sign? Where do I sign? Uh, Bernadette Peters. Oh wow, she told me I had an awesome voice. What? Come on. What? Enough with the dream. This that is was incredible. pretty cool. Who else did we meet that was amazing? Brooke Shields was so sweet. Really? Super, super sweet. And I hear she, whenever she's done any work on Broadway, she's the hardest worker. She works her butt off and is kind to everybody. That's nice too. Uma Thurman. Wow. That was fun. Bill Bill. She was just lovely. We had took a picture. Sometimes it's like we took a picture and I stupid. You know, this is one thing about me. Like 
I just can't believe the thing that fall out, things that fall out of my mouth sometimes. I'm like, you know, somebody told me once that we look like sisters. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and what did she say? She said, no, I can see that. She was so nice. You know what? You do it resemble. Like, you have very similar eyes. Does she have any Dutch in her back? Well, that's what I asked her. And she said, no. Um, what did she say? German or Swiss? I can't remember. I actually, I took a picture and it was one of those live ones. And if, yeah. if I push it, I can hear her, you know, sort of talking and getting in for the thing. And then, and then of course, I looked at her and it's like, mm. <laughs> with the big crazy oh. smile, like I'm a cult member. No. Who else? I don't know. Oh, so it's many been a people. Yeah. Do you guys have like any rituals you do as a cast, like before the show starts to sort of bring you together? Uh, yeah, stage stage right and stage left. We each do something. We we oh, do yeah? this thing. It's it's so amazing. We go. We are stage left. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but because it's so kind of lame, it's perfect. Right. Yeah. And Joel will often say, "Where are we? We are stage right. left." Yeah. <laughs> and that's go. how you start. Yeah. Usually, and often I give Chad a hug and crack his back. Oh, that's. <laughs> And um, way to start. Yeah, yeah. That's just. Have you had any like rituals that you've kept in your career, like even from, from? Uh... I try to warm up. Do you? Yeah, I don't always succeed in the. Yeah, like, do you warm up nowadays? Because like your voice must be constantly warm, warm constantly tired. Yeah. actually, more than anything. But um, no, I try to keep it to warm it up because yeah. it's a big sing. Yeah, there's not a lot of like so. There's not tons of solo singing, but we sing. Wall to wall. You do. It's wall to wall. Yeah. Which is great because my voice is in good shape, but it's, yeah, it's tired. When I go home, I'm going to try to go get a laryngeal adjustment again. I have this guy like, what's that? Oh, we should do it once. What do you mean? Like blog so about it. It's, yeah. Or, it sounds awful. Yeah, it is, but it, it, it's like somebody's slowly choking you. Oh. But, <laughs> and I pay somebody pay for that. that. <laughs> yes, I do. He, he basically moves my larynx down. Because like, when you sing... A lot, and you pop sing a lot too, or like straight tone, which our show is a lot of straight tone. Yeah. Which is kind of the, you know, there's not a lot. Not that I like churchy vibrato, but like I like vibrato, but we, yeah. we do a lot of stuff straight tone because it does sound great in choral singing. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have different, all these different waves. But it, it makes, it's a bit of tension. Yeah. For the voice. So it just, it starts to move up. So he moves it back down. Right. No. That sounds, um, feels so great when he's done. <laughs> But you're so you write as well, and you create your own. I stuff. do. I haven't really written um, songs. Mamma Mia, kind of like every time I'd start to write something, I'd be like, "Oh, that's money, money, money." Oh, because oh. their stuff's so catchy, right? Yeah. And everything's influenced by everything else. I mean, how long did you do Mamma Mia for? Almost three years. Yeah, that's gonna be ingrained in your head for a while. But I bought a house. Yes, yeah. I own a house. You bought a house with Mamma Mia, a Mamma Mia house. Yeah. that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And I still. I still own it. So yeah. That's exciting. Where is that? From? In Leslieville. Perfect. I bought just before things went crazy. I bought the second house I saw. The first day I was looking, I owned it by nine o'clock that night because I did that classic actor thing where I was like, I wonder what this feels like to bid on a house. And I did. <laughs> and actually win won it. the bid. Yeah. And at the time, you couldn't go back on that. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I own a house. So you still have this house back in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I've had and you rented it. You 15, 16 years. Uh, yeah, I have, um, well, my, my ex and best friend, John, lives there. Yeah. Yeah. So he and you've has been ex-best friends for a while. Not ex-best friends, but ex-slash. Ex-slash best friends. Yeah. Uh, we were together for 11 years, and we've known each other now for an additional over 13, so almost wow. 25. It's going to be 25 years. Oh, it was 25 years in August. Happy anniversary, John. <laughs> we didn't, you know, 
happy friend anniversary, whatever friend it is. Anniversary that works. Facebook yeah. says it works. So yeah. Um, so he lives there, and do you? And you have a. I have a, a somebody in the basement, mm. and I have somebody in my room right now. So you're gonna go back. Eventually, maybe. Do you think? I don't know. Like, do you have thoughts of like what happens after come from away? I like. Do you I'd have like to here? stay here because there is so much creative work yeah. here. But I also love working in Canada, so I don't. I I want to do both. I don't think. I think you should. <laughs> I would like. I would like to. But then again, I mean, I these are. You know, I feel pretty confident about a lot of things. But then I'm like, well, maybe that's. Maybe Bueller come from away for a couple of years, and then that's then I'm done here. I don't know. Right. But then again, I go, but if somebody wants to do something with me, I'd love to. Yeah. I'd like to do more plays again, too. Yeah. Do you miss doing play plays? Uh, yeah. Because I like going back and forth. Yeah. I love going back. Because just before this, I was doing um, well, Belser, and then the other thing that I did, another new piece, was um, Sheila Fielding in Colony of Unrequited Dreams. Right. In Newfoundland. That with was Jillian Kiley, an artistic fraud. What a company. Oh, my God. They're amazing. So creative. So, ugh. So it doesn't feel like you're, you, it feels like you're led by creativity and stories as opposed to money and fame. Yep. <laughs> so yep. do you think that will change after this experience with Comfort Way? Like, do you think you can go back to... I hope so. Like yeah. Just doing stuff? Yeah. Well, I did when I, well, I mean, now it's Broadway. I don't know if it's different. I have no idea. But between like Come From Aways, I did like um, a show at the storefront. Yeah, called Taking Care of Baby. Right, and I did another one immediately after that. When also, did you do Cat Sandler's? Oh, that was uh, a couple years ago. Uh, Sucker. Yes, yeah, oh, I loved that. Yeah, that, that was, was so really fun. Good. That was super fun. Um, yeah, I got to make out with Andy Treadhart. So hey, so that's that was good. Sorry, Tennille. <laughs> um, who's is, is in a movie I made? I made a movie last summer too. In between everything, is that the um, the river the river you step in, oh, which we submitted wait, to festivals? Yeah, did you write that? No. I, no, John wrote it. Oh, my, my oh no, kidding! Ex best. I just saw the trailer for it, but it looks really beautiful. It's, I'm really proud of it. We've submitted it to some festivals, and so far, no thank you from everybody. So far, it's hard. It's hard. Man. It's ridiculous. That's. I don't mind being rejected in an audition room, but this whole this big baby of a film, like yeah, when you uh, put, pull people together and everybody's. I believing think it's in really it. good. John's doing a little re-editing right now, and. Maybe we'll resubmit it, and maybe you're I mean, lovely still... in it too. You have like, I mean, I think I feel like the characters you play um, naturally are like people with warm, open-hearted people. But this has got a good edge to it too. Yeah, she's is... she's a she's a social worker. Yeah, and uh, she doesn't have boundaries. She's having a bit of empathy burnout. Yeah, which I which you understand too, a little, little bit. Yeah, so yeah. it's and so many amazing people in it. Like, and you know, some people with a lot of film experience, some not, and just. And John has never directed a feature before, and he directed it. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, we survived. Yeah, that was hard. There awesome. were some days I was making food, helping in wardrobe, learning my lines in every scene, uh, hiring and firing. Yeah, like firing? that's hard. I mean, yeah, I had to do yeah. that one at yeah. one point, and that was gross. It just there was. But just also living yeah. together, <sighs> right? Yes. Like that's not easy. No, do you ever? How are you? You guys good always with yeah. that? No, not always. <laughs> I mean, and John and I aren't like boyfriend and girlfriend. Together. No, we don't. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, sometimes we're in the same bed, but right. Oh, do you, you guys want to? Sometimes I love him so much. He's my favorite person on the planet. He drives me crazy. Um, how does that work with your your new boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on a date, and I don't know how long. Yeah. I mean, how can you though? No, it's with weird because I have. Well, and I. I don't know. Do you get people like sending you notes backstage? Oh, now? wouldn't that be nice? No. No. No, but. 
gay men think I'm gorgeous. Yeah. So that's nice. You are gorgeous, You're though. You're gorgeous, heart and inside and outer. Heart and face. Thanks. Um, but that is hard living and working together. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to kill him some days. Yeah. I honestly did. And I'm sure he felt the same about me. And I had to really put my big girl pants on and be like... Because it was so much stress for him. Yeah. I couldn't be, not that I would be, but I couldn't be like the temperamental actress or have any yeah. kind of like, because, you know. But he and the DP were great together. What you a, mean the big girl Our DP was like, only like, well, just, just being, like when I wanted to be angry or upset, yeah. I couldn't. Just, uh, I had right. to just do, get things done. Yeah. You know, and fortunately I got to be pretty emotional in a lot of scenes. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to use it right here. Yeah. And he and the John and the DP Blake were, oh my God, they were just such a cute match. Yeah. Um, John will never let me say his age, which is fine, but you know he's about my age or a little bit older. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Blake is like twenty three or twenty four. Our DP. Right. Oh my God, they were just so Ooh. fun together, and they just That's worked so well together. And he's such. I love the way the film looks. I'm really happy with it. But we'll see what happens. I'm gonna actually do a. A viewing here Are one you? night and bring, invite the cast over and see if they want to come. That's so yeah. fun. Yeah. It's a, what do you do when you're not like because it feels like you're consistently inspired. Like the f- shows that you get to do um, feel like they bullshit you, but is there ever a time that you aren't inspired and what do you do then? I like, uh, I'm also very good at nothing. Are you? I like it. I like a lot like, of what's nothing. What's your version of nothing though? Bad TV and yeah. sitting sitting around literally puttering. Like yeah. the couple of hours go by, it's like, what'd you do? I don't know. Love some pillows. Yeah. Love some TV. <laughs> like, like, no, like nothing. Yeah. Like, just kind of, not flatlined, but yeah. And then suddenly I'll start singing something. I'll go, oh, is that a song? No, that's Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you don't have any, like, um, draw to create anything right now? Like, do you have, like, a... Comfort Way is pretty satisfying. And yeah. all the extra, uh, extra curricular, curricular is yeah. kind of... Yeah, because that's new territory, yeah. too, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's not stuff that you are used to doing. I mean, no. now magazine interviews and star and everything like that that works in Canada, but then... Yeah, doing, yeah. like, uh, yeah, doing, like, Live at Five was super fun. And, yeah. And I'm not good at editing myself, no. so... They must love you. It was pretty fun. Yeah. We had, like, we had a really good time. Um, I like... I like but I would like like right now I want to go okay tell me about right what's yeah. going on no. can you you're talk good, about um, you you're a good friend I'm really lucky with the people in my life yeah. I always feel like it's a pretty good balance and also people swing through sometimes people just need a little more and that's okay yeah you know and sometimes you need a little more who taught you this grounding you're very like a, you're one of the most real and grounded people I've ever met that's very kind thank you yeah. I d- and he don't comes across on stage know. and on interviews and everything else I've seen and the, the film that you've got going to I think part of it's being an ectomorph is that the word? <laughs> well, I don't know if, if that's what you are you should know the word do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know I think it's part of it's just um, slower metabolism <laughs> like you know what I mean? like oh. you just I don't know like I don't know yeah you live in the moment more securely I guess so overall I, I can get anxious too though can you? New York can make me a little anxious yeah I like a lot of people that. on the subway yeah I'm claustrophobic a little bit, and sometimes when the train stops for a while, that's not good. No. 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 And then what do you do? Breathe. 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 Think about stuff. Run old monologues through my head. Really? (laughs) Yes, sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes I'll be like, do I still remember? Nope. (laughs) Yeah, that happened to me on the way here, and that's why I went to uh, Manhattan instead of Harlem. (laughs) 
Oh no! <laughs> but I was like, I had time to kill, so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go for the journey. Did you Did you get an earlier flight? I did. I did. Oh, you could have come earlier. But I took as long as it took me as long as it did. Oh, like, <laughs> like it did take me twice as long to get here. But I was also like. There's a guy. I, I love New York. It should too. be a slogan. But I got um, into the uh, <laughs> into the station. And there's this guy singing. Trademark that. I love, I'm gonna work on that. Okay. It's a lot of work to do. Um, and he was singing, and this other woman just like walked by, gave him a high five, and he was like, "I love you," and she was like, "I love you." Like it was this beautiful New York moment. There are just there are so many yeah. of those. I had saw the other day there was a gentleman who was like really not having a good day. Really had not. You know, yeah. and he looked actually like an extra from a movie, like to the point where you're like, "Are you in, an actor in research, or is this?" Yeah, he was Are you just in line for craft right now. Yeah, yeah. he had, was having such a rough day, and he just kind of like didn't have any money, any food, and I, I didn't have um, any cash on me or any food. I was feeling kind of bad, and then there was this beautiful man with dreads, and he didn't have a lot of groceries on him. I think he had like one bag, and he just pulled out this beautiful quart of strawberries, and he's like, "Here," and he went, and the gentleman got off. And when I got off later, I just said, that was really great. He goes, we got to look out for each other. Yeah. It's just simple. Like, yeah. That's what we do. And New Yorkers are, I would say, really good about yeah. that. They're islanders, too, like Newfoundland. Yeah, I right. always think you they're just, that. you know, we, they look out for each other. I saw a guy in Toronto, uh, it was at a stoplight, and one of the squeegee kids was doing the window, and the guy rolled down this, and I thought he was going to say, like, move on or something. And I watched him give him his coat it was in the winter, and he, the guy, like, oh, I know, I know. He just like took his coat off, and it was like, like a beautiful businessman's winter jacket. And uh, good, yeah, good for him. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. And you must <sighs> see that all the time in New York. If you like Toronto, you don't. I try to make sure I've got faced. dollar bills in my pocket all the time because there's always musicians and or people. Yeah, there's one kid. Um, there's this huge tattoo of a heart right here, and all kinds of tattoos, and he does like a, a rap poetry thing sometimes and the first time I was I didn't have any money and I just was like like sorry and he just like he shook my hand and I was like thank you for sharing that that was really good yes yeah. you know and the next time I saw him I was like I gave you money <laughs> this is for today and this is for yesterday yes exactly yeah there's this these other people who play uh, like um, almost like a flamenco guitar uh-huh. they're on my subway a lot give them a dollar yeah they switch you up the songs since January though has that become old hat to you the, well, like you know, when you, you know you're a New Yorker when like the first time the guys on the subway do like the pole dancing and stuff. Yeah, Showtime. You're like, wow, this is so cool. And then sometimes you're like, oh god, you're gonna hit somebody in the head. And then you're like, really, Showtime now? No. And then do you relish? You're like, I'm a real New Yorker now. A little bit. I have yeah. no patience for Showtime. The other the other day, I was walking by some people. They they put up these concrete uh, blocks because of the guy who went into the crowd here. Uh, right on 42nd oh, right, yeah, somebody yeah. Yes. Um, killed a young woman yeah. and they put up these barriers and sometimes people will sit on them I was walking by and I went not a picnic table not a picnic table and I was like who are you I mean, the, the other one I say sometimes is I'll be behind people and I go walk like you mean it come on walk like you mean it oh yeah yeah but people don't stroll in New York do they? tourists do oh tourists god bless and I love them Me. because they're <laughs> Yeah, it's because they, 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 they pay, they, they, they buy tickets and they're beautiful people. But yeah. sometimes you're like, can you just some rules of traffic? Like, yeah. Can you like leave a lane for right, people to, the to right walk? Folks. You know, yeah. like just, uh, and I make this noise now that I never used to make. And I didn't know I could make it. It's like a, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, 
a hoarse snort. And I realized I was doing it one day and it's kind of like a, could you go? Like it's time, like, could you, could you? And I'm like, what? And, sometimes I'm, and usually I'm early. Yeah. I'm, I'm like Dutch background and Canadian and I'm, I'm not going to be late to the theater. Because, yeah. you know, the old expression, you know, on time, you're early, you know. No, wait, is it? Earlier on time, on time, right. you're late, you know, late, you're fired. Yes. And so, you know, and I'll have like tons of time and still I'll be like. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> because it's so congested though, like you need to keep moving. Yeah. It gets too, or you get claustrophobic. That's part of it. Um, who were your cheerleaders? People who like cheer for me? Yeah. Um, my good friend Raphael Picciti, who yeah. went to theater school with me. He was uh, two years ahead of me. He helped to dress me for the Tonys. He's yeah. one of these people who just loves to like help out. Like I had one time I was having CBC over and my apartment was a mess and he came over and he helped me clean oh, it. Oh, I love those kind of friends. And he's always, anything I do, he's like, you're the best. And I'm like, mm-hmm, not, but, and I cheerlead for him too. He does some singing and stuff. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he went through Ryerson and all that that is. And so he's doing this amazing cabaret singing and stuff for yeah. himself. Um, John is my best cheerleader. Yeah. My sisters are great. Was there anybody in my your friend Virginia. Path? Um, McDonald, Virginia McDonald. Was there anybody in your path that gave you the leg up when you needed it? When you were like, I think I might start looking for other work. Or was uh, there ever a I, moment? Well, I never got to that point because I, I would, I was either too dumb or obstinate or stubborn to be like, even if the universe was saying, you're not good enough. No, not I was like, this second. is, this is all I can do. And I've done everything. I mean, I've been a barista. And I've, yeah, I've done all. Of but it. that was security all the fuel year. All security guard. Oh yeah, where? It's can stage. No. When I was in theater school. What yeah, I used to like? be the itchy... Well, they used to have the door. Now it's a code, but there used to be a person sitting there in that little booth. Yeah. With oh, like yeah. a blue jacket and itchy gray pants. <laughs> first, it had to be itchy. Yeah. First, first night I was there, they didn't show me where to... They just gave me a map. So I'm making sure the building's all locked up. You're supposed to do this like walk around or whatever. And I get to this point and I'm like, oh my God, there's somebody in the building. There's not supposed to be anybody in the building. Why is there somebody in the building? Oh my God, there's somebody in the building. Why is there somebody in the building? I look again. Holy shit. Oh my God, there's somebody in the building. Oh, that's me. And that's a mirror on the other end of the hallway. I almost peed my pants. The worst security guard ever. The worst. Thank God you have a beautiful voice. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, That's fantastic. So you did, so you never did like, oh, maybe I'll do a career as a security guard. Nope. No. No. No, well, and I've always the- done enough work. Or then, when I didn't have work, I would produce work. I, had, I John, and I did this wide night. Yeah, um, which I won the door for, yeah. which was really nice. That's pretty. Which is really too, cool right? too, because literally, we, we we had some shows where we had, I think it was like seated thirty or fifty people or whatever. And we had like maybe eight people. And you just want to die yeah. inside, but you know, you still tell the story. And Claire Burns was an amazing scene partner, and I just loved working with her. And but he also created like something that you create and then gets recognized for things like the door. It just is such a. It was nice. It was really nice. Yeah. I really, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that play again. Yeah, it's an amazing play. It's about two women coming out of prison. One of them's been out for a while already. The other one, uh, you know, she she had murdered somebody. I mean, that's huge mm-hmm. to put on your soul. And I, and it doesn't explain completely what happens. I had my own sort of backstory about how that happened and you know how do you does a friendship last like they were good friends in prison they looked out for each other like does it when friendships when circumstances change like how does that friendship survive and what is it can it morph or does it has it served its purpose and I think about that all the time too because I have all these beautiful people who come in and out of my life and I used to get really depressed especially early in my career I don't know if you ever felt this way it's like we're a family and then we're not like after where did everybody go after yeah, a show would finish? Like, when a show would finish, it'd be yeah. like, I'm not going to see you every day? What? 
you're my heart. And then I've learned to like, that's okay. Yeah. That, that moment in time was enough. That person will always be part of my life, but I'm not necessarily, you can't keep, you can't keep track of everybody. No. <laughs> I try so much as we try. Like, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. So you just have to kind of love the people who come in your path and then wait till they get back in your path. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, there's a few people I, you know. You hold on to, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. the consistency. I always think if you want to spend time with somebody, just write a show together and then you'll spend time together. Like it is. And they want to kill each other and then yeah. it's good. And then either become fast and better friends or worse friends. You never yeah. know. No, that's, that's hard. That's a test of friendship. Like sometimes I've been friends with somebody and then we've done a show and I'm like, Ooh, our working styles are, wow, this Very is different. not what I thought this was going to be. Yeah. Like that you and John survived after shooting a film together is huge. Yeah. I mean, you, you already stand the test of time. We'd but... already worked on two shows together. And again, I wanted to kill him both times yeah. and I'm sure he wanted to kill me. We had to make a rule when we were working on this white night that when we turned the corner to the house, we stopped talking about stop work. talking. Never no. worked though. No. We tried. <laughs> But that's your life, right? Like, that's it's our life. passion, too. Like, I love our jobs so much. And, uh, you know, we don't have kids. You, do you have kids? Nope. Yeah, so this is, I like, a cat your family. I haven't family. seen her in a long time. Right. So. Yeah, she has mentioned that, by the way. <laughs> There's a whole blog that you well, do I not want to read. <laughs> I feel so bad about it, but this is my second cat. I was not a cat person. I was a dog person. Yeah. And then I got Tara Rosing's cat. Oh, yeah, okay. She gave me Luna to take care of for a while, and then Luna was so comfortable where I was that she's like, she's happy here. Yeah. You've bonded, and she was so beautiful and generous to yeah, let her be in my life. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, I had her for quite a long time, and when she passed, I was so sad. And then we got another cat, and I don't really like this one as much. Oh. I'd so like, she, she I John? like her. She's with John. She didn't like John at first. She peed like wherever he would oh, sit. Shoot. Oh, and Cappy is the worst. <laughs> the worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. But now they're like total buds, and he loves her. Oh. She loves him. Yeah. And um, and he loves her. And I think that's what happens though. We sort of put piece our family together. If you don't have like, is your family still in London? My dad. Yeah, and my mom. Your passed. siblings and stuff. My sisters live out on the west coast. Yeah. And my brother lives in St. Thomas, and really. He's busy with his own. Yeah. His so own. you piece together your yeah. family. And like. and my godson is from my friend Deborah, who was talking about people move in and then they stay. She came and moved in. Supposed to be like three or four months. She was helping do publicity for Baal. Right. And then ended up living with us for like 10 years. Yeah. I love like, that. And then she fell in love and she's married and has a beautiful husband. Amazing guy. We love him. And, and um, I have an amazing godson who's 10 now. Wow. So that's my only kid. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I have an investment in his future. Yeah. He's he's a good kid. Yeah. He's empathetic. And he just was the lead in his musical. Oh. High School Musical Junior. What was it called? High School the Musical. Junior. High School Junior, the musical. <laughs> oh, yeah. I he played the Zac Efron character. Oh, I thought that was his title. Um, <laughs> junior. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. Though. Then you're more in control of your family, too, that as you piece together what you need too like you must have I love kids I just it just didn't happen yeah for me yeah uh, oh could have had a V8 could have you had forgot kid. kind of it not just, really but yeah kind of I love I've been a nanny I potty trained two kids oh wow been a teenage uh, like a, a counselor for teenagers and worked in a camp and stuff but um what do you mean counselor like uh, like uh when I was more religious we had like this drop in place for right. kids to come and, and hang out okay and just play pool and so when you, you know, were younger, you were like, I'm going to have kids. And then suddenly it didn't happen. I actually never thought I was going to have kids. Oh. Strangely enough. I just, but I think we think all kinds of things when we're young. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, like I said, dramatic. I would walk around pretending I was drinking <laughs> <What>? and smoking. 
character. Really? Like, like, just making up characters, just walking around the house, being in a, you know, like it's this nice Christian girl, just like, anyways, having these conversations with myself and yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just assumed I would be, I don't know, tragic. Yeah. You were no. very dramatic as a kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I How old were you when your mom passed away? I was 30. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yuck. It's too never, young. It's never good. No, like no. it was the right age for my mother to never like, cause you no. miss out on all those conversations, right? As from 30 to onwards of yeah. what's it like being the age that I'm She was only 60. What happened? Uh, brain aneurysm. Ugh. Yeah. She was a, she was a performer. She really was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she would have been singer a, and everything. Oh, she had a beautiful voice. Uh, she's singing a home. lot of vibrato. Yeah. <laughs> and what very loud. Her, what was her songs at home that she'd sing? Uh, a lot of religious songs okay. too. And she like, um, uh, Nana Muscuri and Edith Piaf and oh, like dude. all those, you know, beautiful, like, and we had the Engelbert Humperdinck album, Cleo Lane, yeah. a lot of Cleo Lane, yeah. and James Galway. Yeah, my mom's huge into Cleo Lane. Oh gosh, that's good. She had that, like, alto, like, that mezzo it's alto. Smoky, like. Smoky, just like. Mm. Or Helen Reddy. Oh, she didn't listen to Helen no? Reddy. No, I Am Woman really? Here Before. I loved it. No. My mom was all over that. She really was just, a lot. We weren't allowed to have, um, what was it that I wasn't supposed to listen to? Oh, lots of stuff. Like, but, none. Like, we didn't have to be religious, but it, but it, like, it's too hard. It's too like, hard or like too. The Beatles? Would that be too no, hard? No, Beatles would be family? good. Beatles were good. I thought I just rediscovered them when I was what younger. I think every <laughs> I think young I teenager thinks, this band, yeah. the Beatles. Wow. I feel like that's still happening now with Beatles. I think it does. People are like, wow, do people know that the Beatles were amazing? Yeah, it's like. The guy from Wings. <laughs> Is that, was that his play? I once Wings? watched. Um, the movie uh, Tom Jones. Okay. With Albert Finney. Okay. Not realizing it was an old film and going, this guy is going somewhere. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's so attractive. And, and I consider myself quite bright. Seven years post secondary education and I didn't recognize it as Albert Finney. That's fantastic. And it was he pretty He is funny. going somewhere. He's, he's good. Yeah. He's good. I mean, it didn't even look, it probably didn't even look like a new film. Like, yeah. I love I don't that. Know. We watched a lot of, um, we had a lot of videos, even when VCRs weren't cool anymore. So, so you watch a lot of movies? Yeah. Yeah, that's your whole... I love movies. I love plays. I don't read a lot of books anymore. Like, no. Like, I, I tried. I used to you... be, like, big digest a book. Yeah. John reads about six books a week. Oh, my God. How is that possible? There's I think so I, the reason I didn't break up with him is just because I could look at the other side of it or look at his, see what he's reading and go, yeah, that looks... Which, what's, what's good? Yeah, give me, like, Give me Cole's the goods. Yeah, yeah, tell me what's up. There's just too much TV for me to watch, to be reading. That's There's all. so much. What are you watching right now? Um, just finished Ozark. I haven't finished it yet. You know, I have this weird thing that happens sometimes when there's a few episodes left. I save them, and then after a while, I'm like, I've never watched the end of Breaking Bad. I kind of oh. don't ever want to see the end of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh, because you don't want it to end? I don't know what it is. It's oh. kind of weird. And it's and then after a while, I lose interest, and I'm like, but now I need to go back to being and watch the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but Ozark, I'm going to finish it's good it's good he's so good he's so good but i love that um i love the comedy drama casting and i, f- I feel like you have that too oh, because you be cool. have comedy available to you but you also have this huge heart so it's the best it's it's all around how are things working out with that <laughs> not great so. okay let's go on a date um yeah no i uh, thank you for saying that's very nice yeah it's weird so, i get i'm not a shy person i get shy. shy that makes me shy it's really weird like, because it sounds so dumb, but I just feel like that should be the given baseline that we should all be at just to be kind. 
So when you get complimented, I know, but we're not. And yeah. it's nice to be, and I say it to people too, because it is good to encourage our better natures by telling people what their better natures are shining through. Like, yeah. That, that's a good thing. I you also know? think that nobody, you can't uh, bolster people enough. No, that's true. Do you I know? agree. Like, I think we even need if to celebrate see, like, star people all the time. On the, on the street. Like, you want to go and say, you've affected my life. Like, just watching your come from away has affected my life. Oh, I think about so that great. performance. I do. Like, it reverberates. And the, the passion that you have in that role, but the passion of that show, too. It's uh, The show's pretty special. Yeah. David and Irene are so special. They're okay. <laughs> no, they're delightful. Like, I read somewhere that you wanted to play Mother Courage. Yeah. Which I would fucking love to see because... What a great you in that role. Like, how many times have you seen Mother Courage that was just heavy? And, like, without darkness, without lightness, there's darkness, vice versa, right? Yeah, you have to have the both. Yeah, and I actually think that part's quite funny. I think she finds everything ridiculous and awful. Yeah. And I think she's the only character who kind of knows she's in a a play with music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just. In a weird way. Actually, I think Meryl Streep hit on oh, something. Interesting. I, I never saw it in the park, but I saw a documentary about them getting ready to do Mother Courage, yeah. the Tony Kushner text in Central Park. And um, I think she captured some of that. Oh yeah, I can see that. Funniness, uh, the, 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 the humor of it. But like, awful, I would love to see you playing like Lady M. Ooh, that'd be fun. Right? Because if, like, if you think about your, the worst times of your life. I think she should here. have a voice made out here. <laughs> like, like, like Iris McGregor Bannerman. <laughs> Optimum pitch. Oh, my vagina. Yes. Uh, you know, you think about the worst times of your life, there's something that makes you laugh in the middle of it, and vice versa. In the best times of your life, there's something that makes you cry. Like, absolutely. I'm sure you go through this when you're having these celebratory moments with Come From Away, and you just, like, miss your mom. And then, like, how can you avoid that di- dichotomy in life? It's and vice like, versa. Like, one of my favorite scenes ever is Mary Tyler Moore at the clown's wedding. Yeah. She's like hushing everybody up who's making jokes about the clown who died. And then she can't stop laughing. Yeah. Yeah. She's, and then she's crying and laughing at the same time. Our diaphragm does the same thing. Yeah. Right? So I think and the same. best way to get people to think is to make them laugh and then yeah. zip something in there while they're. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's oxygenated dieting. That's where I totally interrupted you. No, no. That, you said everything that I was going to say anyway. <laughs> no, I think it's really. I think. Um, I can't wait to see what you do next, and I think you're delightful. And thank you. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do next. That's kind of. But it doesn't seem like that is in your brain. Scare me. Yeah. No. No. no like I know some people must be in your cast going. Okay, this has been running for a while. What's next? Yeah. Right. I'm a bit of what's the 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 old Aesop's fables. I always love all those, like the one with the the turtle and oh, the, the slow and steady the, wins the race kind yeah, of thing. But the, the tortoise and the hare. Tortoise and the hare. No, the ones with the the ones whose one's putting away for winter. And then oh. the other one's just playing fiddle, like the cricket and the ant or whatever. I'm so the cricket. I'm like, dee, 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 dee. oh, what's that ant doing over there? Oh, he's got his green card. He's got an American agent. He's, you know, he's got, he's going out and doing some, okay, that's me. like, this is fun right now. It doesn't bug you. Not you really. Want a house. That's a little bit. I did, but by accident. What, oh, yeah, by accident. <laughs> You're playing the part of a house buyer that made you buy a house. I'm still playing the part of a house owner, it feels right. like. Don't you ever feel like that? Uh, I Don't do. you think every adult feels like we get this? This is yeah. really like this is weird. Yeah. 
I invite myself to people's places all the time. Ask Wayne Wolf, one of our publicists. I saw a picture of his gorgeous house. I'm like, so when am I coming over? So P and I went for a weekend yeah. with her dog. I found out where the first actresses sat there, I think. <laughs> just because just they're because like, like, hey. hey. Yeah, but like, you do that too. Like when we were planning this, you're like, come on over. And I'm like, oh, is that okay? And yeah, you... you I love yeah, having people in my space. This is yeah. Now this, uh, the more people I have here, I've had the band over. Yeah, for like a get have together, you? and I'm gonna have like the cast over. The more people you have in a place, it's home. Little, it's home. I totally agree. As soon as you, you like make some up. stuff, you have to fill the house with the folks that reverberates with their laughter and their absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, you come in and you're like, this is a house or this yeah. is a apartment. Four walls. Yeah. yeah. Also, it forces me to clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because right. otherwise, I just not. I'm not dirty, but like, I mean. I yeah. was vacuuming last night at two o'clock. Right. Yeah. Because you were coming Thank over. you. But honestly, God, in the future, please don't. It makes me feel more comfortable with seeing well, this, mess It's still like, a bit messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, uh, no, I like to try to. And also, I really. Leah's apartment is really pretty, so I like to keep it, keep it nice. Yeah. But I'm also one of those people. I like it to get really messy. Yeah. And then. That's, and then, that's actually really a key to an artist's mind. Is it? Um, creating um, order from chaos. Oh, so if you ever find yourself that you're drawn to like organizing like a spice drawer, that's really oh, yes. satisfying, yeah. or your purse or something, yeah, because it it because that's how you create, right? Like you have all these ideas, and suddenly you go, oh and my god, that, yeah, I've never that? really thought about that because I have this also weird thing. Whenever I start to clean, like I should do like the big general sweep clean, but I'll be like, okay, this fridge has got, yeah, and then I'll get in with like a toothbrush, and I'll yeah, just, like, and then I'll be like, yeah, so and then I'll go, what you just spent. Four hours cleaning the fridge and everything else is still yeah. piles of clothes and but you're fantastic. I love I, I can't wait to go back and listen to all of them. Yeah. You you have a very uh friendly voice. Like oh, very like warm, like uh, you know, when you were just talking like at the beginnings of your podcast and just that kind of free association and stuff. Yeah. Great. And I don't know how free associate. Maybe it's more scripted than I know. Or it's not at all. It's it's I do it, it in my really car. And it's really um but I I, I don't know what this is yet. Like I I'm figuring it out as I go, but I know the things that are working are getting to know somebody like you and then sharing like your voice with people. Because I think it's it reverberates, like you're gonna like change people's lives from this. Wow. Somebody's gonna hear this and they're gonna go, Oh, I can, I can do, do that. that. Yeah. There were, that's what Roberta Maxwell was for me in many ways. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw her when I was 14 in, in, in Stratford playing Rosalind, and I was like, wow. And then straight through a weird connection, my mom used to work with the dying, and Roberta's dad was in the hospice oh. where my mom was. And so when my mom passed away and I was going through all her stuff, Roberta's name was in there. And I was like, John, didn't you work with Roberta? And he's like, yeah. We haven't been in connection in a long time. I said, well, she knew my mom, so... I sent her a message and she got back to me. She was so loving. She said, we come over for dinner. And so, and I told her about John. She's like, oh, this is, and we've just been great friends since my mom. Wow. That's a, you know, one gift that my mom gave me on her passing was the friendship that I got to have with Roberta. And yeah. She's a nut job. Yeah. She's an amazing actress though. Um, you ever seen her in? I haven't. I haven't. You've seen her in some movies. Um, she was in Brokeback Mountain. She played the mom. Okay, then yes. And uh, Dead Man Walking. She played Sean Penn's mother. She's a beautiful actress. Yeah. But to see her on stage is yeah, she's Special, electric. Right? She's electric. Yeah, and she's still electric. And she's seventy. She was at Stratford when she was fifteen. No kidding. She was in the first the first years of the festival. She's Canadian. Yeah, I'd she lives it. in New York. She's lived here in like for twenty five years. Wow. She's one of my favorite people. 
What she and her think? wife. I have a, what, what, you just said something about your mom, but what is the um, element that you think you have that is your mom? Curiosity about people, I think. And also, like, my mom, and um, it's harder with phones and things too, but my mom always had her eyes up for um, needing to, like, just, hey, hi, or, like, getting to know the bus driver or, like, That's you. never putting yourself above anybody, regardless of, like, your education. Because my mom wasn't super educated in Canada. She came over when she was, she taught her, you know, she knew English and um, she didn't get, like, a higher education or, like, an official, but she was super smart. And I just that idea, like, people sometimes will be, like, Put themselves above people because of their education or their class or yeah. their race or other. Like, no, everybody's everybody. Everybody's everybody. Do you yeah. have any um, like? Do you have any mantras? Sometimes I try to end this with like uh, a word, some words of wisdom that you would pass on, whether it's in the business or just in a life way. This sounds kind of whatever. People often say everything happens for a reason. I don't because of my mom passing. I'm kind of like, well, no. I don't really believe everything happens for a reason, but I, this sounds dumb, but I go, you are where you are because that's where you are. And that sounds kind of silly, but I'm like, so that's, that's it. Like yeah. make the best of where you are. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Just don't be an asshole. And I, sometimes I am. I'm not above being, you know, petty or mean or whatever. Yeah. I have my moments. And I also have the, the language facility to like say the perfect thing yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I usually just say it in my head. Right. But, and then Sometimes I'm like, oh, it comes why out. would I say that? Yeah. I want to say that. That That's that's always curious to me that I'm like, mm, sometimes I really want to be mean. But yeah. don't be mean. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. I guess that would be my mantra. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole is not a bad, unless, I mean, Tony Napo doesn't listen to this, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. the best asshole. No, he's the best. He's super fun. Well, um, I think that's all fantastic. And, and um, what else? I'm just trying to think if there's anything. Be kind to yourself, too, I guess. Yeah. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. But if you, you can't be kind to others if you're not kind to yourself. And I think we as women, we beat ourselves up so yeah, much, especially in our business. I think, I think that we get from a very young age and a lot of subtle cues and sometimes not so subtle when hands go up and boys get answered first or, you know, um, I, I catch myself all the time when I see a little girl in a pretty dress or say, well, you're so cute. I now say things like, you look so smart. How did you enjoy the show? What are you reading? Like I try to engage them right away on like, what's the substance of who you are? Not just, there's nothing wrong with being cute in a cute dress. We all Lord knows we want to be cute, but you know Why I go I mean? there first? Why right? go there first? Yeah. Somebody or, said, like, they'll see a little girl be like, that looks like a dress that makes you happy. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Because then it's like, yeah, because we all know what it's like to put on a dress and be like, I look, I feel really happy in this dress. Yeah, As I like that. So you, you look cute or, or like, yeah. you know, just the, the surface. Yeah. Going but in I would like, say that to a boy. I would say, oh, you look real, real handsome or. But handsome's less dismissive than yeah, cute somehow. True. It's yeah. just, and again, a social cue. We've been taught that cute is doesn't linger yeah handsome has some like quality of strength to it whereas yeah. cute is you know what i mean yeah yes, or maybe that's just my own interpretation no i get it but i mean who taught you to stand up for yourself like that me yeah i don't know i don't know it doesn't seem I like you're there was some people ever um was there ever a time that you i still am a little bit yeah i mean i say yes to more things than i should sometimes yeah and i as say far as you energy. Again. no 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 <laughs> 
this was fun. I wanted to hang out with you. This is totally selfish on my part. Yeah. Totally selfish. Um, no, like, you know, uh, getting people house seats can be right. a real pain in the butt. Yeah. But I, not only do I say yes, I also offer it. And yeah. then sometimes I'm like, oh, why did this week is too much. Yeah. But then you do it because also, look what I have. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I don't mind uh, doing a backstage tour for friends or uh, or friends of friends or sometimes even friends of friends of friends. Yeah. I'm like, how do I know you again? <laughs> Who but do we have a balance, in right? It's a balance. Like if you do that too many times, the tank is empty. Yes. I'm learning to say no. Are you? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you said that as an inclusive statement. So. I'm learning to say no. Yeah. 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 But it's always good to say, it's more, more, yes usually gets you not as much trouble as saying, you know, n- n- but it's good to say no. Girls say no when you want to say no. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. Say no when you need to say no. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Well, thank you so much. I know you have to get ready for your meeting. And yes, I, I will thank go. you for the French toast and You're for welcome. the chats and for the inspiration and. And that's Astrid Van Weeren. Don't you love her? As you can tell, I could probably talk to her forever. She's so fantastic. Um, I am trying to keep these podcasts around an hour, but it's hard. It's hard to edit people's anything, and especially when they're great stories that I think, oh, I bet that's going to resonate with somebody. And uh, for me, Astrid is just all that in a bag of chips. So go and follow her on the Twitterverse. She is at Astrid Van Weeren. And the show We Come From Away is at We Come From Away, go figure. But if you can get to New York, go check it out. Like right now they're rehearsing um, to do another um, Canadian cast. So, and I think that's in Winnipeg. I know they're rehearsing in Winnipeg, but keep in touch with that whole show because it's just so incredible. And the story of how it got made and the people involved are just phenomenal people. Uh, big shout out to my team. We have a great team with the firecracker department because, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to create a podcast. Oh my God. So we have the folks from Carousel Pictures. That's Tyler and Caitlin, Caitlin Curcio and Tyler Levine. And then we have Sebastian, who is just the Sebastian. He um, does all our editing and he does it on his own time, right? What a guy. And now we have a team from the National Theatre of the World. Uh, we got Sylvia Behrens and Jen Pogue who are helping us with everything else. So it's a pretty cool team that we're putting together and uh, couldn't do this without them. Speaking of couldn't do anything without you, mm-hmm, I said it, uh, go on over to our Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, go on to those things, like and comment because all that stuff helps generate more community buzz and uh, we sure would appreciate it. And again, if you have follow-up questions for any guests that I speak to, I would love, love, love to hear them. Just email me firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com and uh, we will get to them when we do follow-ups. Thanks so much, everybody. At firecrackerdept is our Twitter handle. Drop me a line anytime. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Naomi Sneekus. See you next time.